Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm incredibly excited for today's episode because we are finally recapping Chicago Marathon 2023. I'm going into major detail, so make sure to sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting down and recording again and I always feel this way after like weeks of pre-recorded episodes that I obviously like recorded like all in one go and so it feels really nice to be sitting down and recording this week's episode and obviously I've got a lot to say about Chicago Marathon 2023 if you follow me on social media. Yeah there was a lot of there's been a lot of videos that I've released so far and like I feel like I've only like scratched the surface of what I wanted to see there's so many things I want to talk about but because you're listening to the podcast episode I'm going to really go into detail about a lot of it and then I will sort of continue to break them down into short form videos on TikTok and Instagram and then I do also want to do like a big YouTube recap video. I also recorded a lot of like travel vlog videos so I want to get those up on YouTube as well but before we get into any of that of course let's start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so we're going to kick it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Get off with my low for the week because I've definitely been struggle busting this week ever since coming back from Chicago and just a big trip to the U.S. in general. It was the longest trip that I've taken to the U.S. in quite some time. It was about two and a half weeks, which is a lot. And then like coming back and jumping straight back into work was kind of a lot. I actually had to take a sick day the first day that I was back because I caught a little bit of a bug, which I heard other people caught as well. You might be able to hear it in my voice a bit but I'm kind of like coming up on the men from it and my body was like sore times a million like I've never been so sore to the point where I'm like limping because my knee was kind of like really hurting and hurting like every time I kind of got up and sat down and I was a little bit worried about it if I'm honest and if you followed me on social media you would have seen that while I was home like visiting my parents in Washington where it is very wet and very rainy I actually slipped on one of my runs and completely ate bleep (laughs) and I like fell on my knee it was super scraped up it was really bad it still has a fairly big bump and I still am sort of applying antibiotics I had a big old band-aid on it during the marathon because it was yeah just like not really healing it was taking a long time to heal so I feel like it's still still sort of healing and you know couple all of that in with jet lag it's just been a wild ride the past few days but luckily coming back to work this week hasn't been too too intense I feel really bad because Gabriel's 
Charles had a really intense week of work and I think he's like also experiencing jet lag for the first time so I definitely feel for him but yeah it's just been a big week back and in a way it feels really good to be back and this is not my high for the week but like I don't know if anyone else feels this way but while you're on vacation like while you might be enjoying it and sort of like enjoying your holiday like a tiny tiny part of you is just thinking about like getting back home and getting back into like your normal routine and yeah there is like definitely that at the end of my towards the end of my trip as exciting as Chicago was I think it was more like you know it was my longest trip home to like my parents house in Washington and so yeah it was just quite a lot in this trip that I'm going to share in the episode my high for the week I think is that I have definitely been feeling a lot more positive about the marathon again if you don't follow me on social media there was a lot of feelings post-marathon that I'm going to go into in the episode shortly but I've been since like really reflecting on it and really kind of going back and reading so many kind comments and dms that I received in the days sort of following the marathon so I just want to say like first of all thank you if you left any comments or sent me some dms like some of them were so like thought out and so so sweet and I feel like this was the first race where it didn't necessarily go to plan and there was a lot of factors outside of my control and like I always sort of try and share in these episodes especially pre-race day like you can do everything perfect in your training and you can show up on race day and something can go wrong and it's just completely out of your control and that was sadly just the case for me in this race so yeah without further ado let's get into the episode but I think positive is that I am definitely feeling a lot more positive a lot more proud of myself for this marathon and just being really reflective and excited for marathons to come in 2024. All right, I don't even know where to start, so I'm just going to start at the beginning of this trip because I feel like it kind of all sort of is should be included in like the Chicago Marathon experience. You know, I think with going home and especially visiting home, there's obviously a lot of emotional elements in that, and I feel like that can really either have a positive effect or a negative effect on your training and definitely also something to be said about like finishing your training in a different location. That was something that I have never done before and it was very different for me because whilst I started my distance running sort of journey where my parents live I never really truly like implemented like track sessions or like things like that when I first started so I definitely had to get a little bit creative in some respects and also kind of went on my high school track for the first time which I had never done because in high school I never ran track I never ran cross country and so that was definitely a very cool experience but like one that I I think for like a long time especially when I was younger um, in my teenage years I never really saw again like saw myself as a runner and I think I've spoken about this before even like you know being in London and having my very first track session during my 10k training block was a very interesting experience because in a lot of respects I kind of viewed like people who ran track and people who ran like really fast on tracks as like you know having the runner's body and like comparing that 
that to myself and saying, you know, well, I don't have the runner's body and so I can't run on a track. And so that really held me back for a long time. And I feel like, yeah, it was it was definitely good in some respects, but also as I mentioned in the highs and lows, I fell, unfortunately, slipped and fell on one of my runs and that was pretty intense of a fall. Like I basically slipped and like fell on my entire left side. So I had bruising like up and down from like my left hip down to my knee and was bleeding quite a lot. And like, luckily, luckily, like, I don't even know how this happened because like Gabriel and I set off on different runs and somehow we managed to cross paths like five or 10 minutes after I fell. And he like immediately took the t-shirt off his back and helped wipe up the blood. And we just immediately went back to the car to go to the store and get like antibiotics. And something I regret doing is that I didn't like wipe it with alcohol like straight after because I think it was a little bit infected following in the weeks and it was just like kind of I don't want to go into gross detail but like basically just like it wasn't getting better and for me like usually like these sorts of things like get better within like a week or so and so it was a little bit concerning and like I was fine showing up to the marathon with a big band-aid but I kind of just like worried a little bit because I was like well why isn't it getting better um but I mean even with that I just ended up taking a day off of running which was fine and with you know falling and like having sort of an intense like moment like that it just isn't worth it I've learned to like keep running on that and I I think like in the moment as well I was feeling you know I was just like not in the right headspace as well and as I mentioned sometimes being home can be a little bit hard emotionally and so I think Gabriel helped me make the right decision and my coach as well was just like yeah like I don't think you should run today and so I just ended up taking a few days off which was fine and with the taper my coach just kept like telling me like less is better which sounds really weird and sounds pretty like confusing I think for some people because I think like for those of us who feel really weird about like the taper and feel like you know what you know I'm, I'm running like way less mileage I'm worried that I'm losing fitness you know all this stuff and it's just not the case because like at that point you've done all the hard work and so like it it was kind of like it was easier than normal to make the decision not to run for a few days and to rest and recover and ice my knee instead and so that was sort of the sort of what encapsulated like training at home in terms of like what my training was like in general I still felt pretty positive about it I was hitting marathon pace still really well and really comfortably and like by the end like I could honestly and confidently say that I was hitting it comfortably and what my last long run was like a 16 mile long run with marathon pace incorporated and we happened to be running the same day as a marathon in my like parents hometown which was pretty hilarious but also really spurred me on and gave me a lot of like confidence and I ended up holding the marathon pace and going a lot faster than planned but at the same time it was a really strong session I felt because I was able to take down my gels I was able to like really execute my run properly and I felt really good about it the entire way through and so like leaving my parents house in Washington I was feeling pretty positive about the marathon and just really excited to get to Chicago and so I I arrived in Chicago on Thursday afternoon before the marathon 
Gabriel and I's flights were different flying to Chicago and unfortunately one of us got a standby flight earlier and one of us didn't and had a really long travel day so that was a lot. We also ended up switching hotels because the one that I had originally booked through the website was one that was like low-key kind of like next to a construction site and so like the first night that we were there like I could barely sleep and it was just was not good and whilst I understand that like we were like literally in downtown Chicago like I feel like there's some to be said about like double pane glassing or just like something to help with like the street noise because I feel like everyone knows that Chicago is loud like my gosh like people there love to use their horns they love to honk at people they love to like be loud and it just was keeping me up so we ended up switching hotels to the one across the street from us so we were staying at the St. Clair and we switched to the Marriott Courtyard and that was just so much better and it was like a little bit more but in the end I was just like it's going to be so worth it in terms of like making sure that I have a place where I know that I can rest properly I can get proper sleep I can you know feel comfortable whereas like the other one just like did not feel great at all like no shade on the hotel but just like it just was not like the right place for me and as like a marathon runner to be like resting and making sure that I had like the space too as well and so yeah we ended up switching and because it was marathon weekend I was surprised they even had something last minute but they had like two different options and they were literally like almost the same price if not like 20 or 40 dollars difference and like we ended up going with the one that was like the one of them was a queen bed with like a guest bed in like you know not really a preferable like floor location and the other one was a king bed with a guest bed in a higher like floor and I was like that is what I need and I just I didn't even know like what floor we'd end up getting but we ended up getting the top floor which was pretty crazy but also like perfect and just like you know if I were to do Chicago Marathon again I would highly recommend anyone like if you can book the highest floor possible in your hotel but also I feel like as an adult like my dad was saying this to me you know when it comes to things like hotels airplanes like you kind of just learn like what brand like you you know enjoy the most and like what will make you feel most at home And I feel like, you know, I've stayed in a Marriott before and it's always, I've always really personally enjoyed it. And so I feel like I should just go with like what I know from now on rather than like trying out a new boutique hotel or something. And I feel like that goes for flights. And like, I feel like, you know, especially when I think of this sort of idea, it's like when you go to like a new place and you don't know like anything about the area, you don't know, like you may not speak the language, but like you see, for example, like a Starbucks, which I know is like the worst example, but like with Starbucks, you know, like what your drink order might be you know that they have wi-fi you know that they have a bathroom and just like these different amenities so really random example but like that's kind of what I felt like going and switching to the Marriott hotel felt like so enough detail about hotels because that's besides the point but I did want to kind of like mention that because that was something that I was not expecting to do and something that felt a bit extra in the moment but I'm really glad that I did do it so Thursday I ended up going for a little shakeout run around Chicago and it was super super beautiful I ran by Navy Pier and like on the lakefront and it was gorgeous and then Friday was sort of like a rest day for me more just like exploring in the city I got to go and meet up with some friends which was really exciting and one of my friends Alana flew in from San Francisco so that was really cool we got to basically like spend the weekend together which was really nice and Saturday was so cool because we got to do a shakeout run for like RIR run club kind of but also like someone just like asked if we would do a shakeout run and I was kind of like oh like I wasn't even thinking about that like I was like me personally I was gonna go and like join 
one myself. And so I kind of put it out there on my Instagram and asked if people would be interested. And we got a really good group of girls. And it was such a nice time, honestly. And it was just so lovely to meet people. There was a girl named Ashley there that was wearing the resiliency and running hat, which was a pretty like really crazy moment for me, like honestly, because whilst I've been seeing like people buying the hat, like it's such a different experience to see someone wearing it in person. And it's like, wow, like that person like literally like saw that I had created hats. They went and ordered one and now they're like actively like just wearing it out and about, which is like pretty cool. Anyways, like everyone there that came was so lovely and just so like kind and they had the best running stories and it was just a really nice like easy 5k that we did then we ended up going to foxtrot for some coffee and breakfast and that was sort of nice to kind of sit down and just chat a bit more about like you know what people are looking forward to in terms of the marathon and my dad ended up coming and I was like this is my dad (laughs) and it was just a really nice morning and a really nice time I then went and saw some of the people from my coaching team um and that was really lovely to sort of see everyone that's like traveled mostly from the UK but also other parts of the world and just like you know see what marathon this was for them what training how training was going for them who their coach was etc and then after that we ended up going to get some lunch before we went on a boat tour which I felt like that was also like sort of best case scenario in terms of like because my coach was like please stay off your feet as much as possible on Saturday and I was like well how am I going to see Chicago without like walking around and everyone was like take a boat tour and so we took an architectural boat tour and it was about 90 minutes and it was really nice I am not gonna lie I did fall asleep for a little bit of it but honestly like I feel like I am someone who gets quite jet lagged quite easily but also this was the first race in a while where I was really feeling the marathon like race day nerves and I've not felt like race day nerves in general for quite some time and so like Saturday morning I woke up quite early because I couldn't really get back to sleep because I just like woke up to use the restroom and then I suddenly had the realization of like oh my gosh I'm running a marathon tomorrow and so I was just feeling a lot of nerves and then I just felt like sort of the tiredness you know later in the day but then for dinner we ended up going to this restaurant and my friend Ali and I she was also running the marathon we split a pizza and pasta dish which I felt like was pretty perfect because I'm someone so I'm lactose intolerant and my friend Allie also had a lot of like she had some food allergies as well and so I feel like sometimes it can be quite hard because I feel like as well I know sort of like what I like and what my stomach can, you know, stomach in the UK. And like for me, that's Franco Maca because they do like homemade sourdough pizza dough and it just sits really well on my stomach versus like we went to an entirely different chain once in London and both Gabriel and I experienced like the most serious, like seriously horrible stomach problems. And so I was a little bit nervous in terms of like going to to a new place and like not really knowing how it would sit. So hence why we got a pasta and a pizza and we ended up eating both. And they both sat really well on my stomach. But I think I was just a little bit nervous in terms of like, you know, going somewhere new. And I feel like I think that that's something that's really hard to control in terms of like going to a new city that you're like going to run a marathon in. But like, you know, in terms of like what you're eating, like kind of having to rely on the city itself. And I feel like something that I would definitely do next time that I didn't do for the marathon, which will be like a big like sort of lead into the story of like why this marathon didn't go super well for me is bringing my own like food next time and I'm not talking about like dinner because I feel like that's you know for me you guys know that it's always going to be a pizza or a pasta so like I'm not going to bring that with me but in terms of like oats 
peanut butter, bananas, like, and I know that bananas you can buy anywhere, but like when, when I tell you that like Allie and I went to this Whole Foods to buy like food for race day morning, it was completely ransacked of like all of the plain oats, all of the peanut butter, almond butter, like they only had the flavored ones. They had bananas, but like everything else was gone. And so I regrettably picked up what was like what I could find was like the plainest of oatmeals, but it happened to have things like chia seeds and like it was like a superfood oatmeal. And I don't know why I didn't like think twice about this, but I ended up picking it up. And that week as well, I had only just started introducing oatmeal to my breakfast because I was feeling my body start to feel hungrier in the mornings, even though I was running a lower mileage. And I know that that can be like a mix of taper and just like, you know, in general, just like going from like a high mileage to a low mileage, but still having like that same like really high appetite. But I think for a while, I've just been feeling that like the banana coffee just wasn't cutting it so I was sort of slowly introducing oatmeal but I think that there was a part of me that was kind of like should you really try this on race day and I think I was just so worried honestly about like not eating enough that I did end up buying it and then I did end up eating like part of it like race day morning and yeah we'll talk about that in a second yeah so like in terms of race day morning itself I did sleep and got about six hours, which I know isn't like great, but you know, I think it was just like nervousness and also we got back a little bit late. But in terms of like waking up, I woke up at about I think 5 a.m. because I wanted to go and get a coffee before and luckily the Starbucks in my hotel opened at 5 30 but even then for some reason I didn't end up finishing that coffee which is super like not me and I'm usually someone who finishes her coffees as you guys know but I think because my start time was so early and like even then when you're comparing it to like the start time of the actual race which was 7 20 my 8 a.m. start time was not like that early but when you compare it to like UK race times it's just is so different like US race times are so much earlier and so I think I didn't personally really take that into account super well and I think again if I could have gone back and done anything differently I feel like I would have gone to bed earlier I would have eaten dinner earlier and just like you know given myself extra time and maybe like eaten breakfast like I don't know at 5 a.m just to give myself like enough time to digest that food and I ended up kind of like I had part of the oatmeal I didn't finish my coffee I had my banana I had this really weird like almond butter that was like matcha flavored and something else like it was again like another random superfood bun and you know maybe we should have gone to Trader Joe's but like I think at the time we we were kind of just like you know, going for the Whole Foods near us. And I was then worried because I didn't finish my coffee. So I picked up a white monster, which again is very not race day of me. And I was basically walking with Gabriel and my friend Allie to the start line with my carb drink mix and a white monster in hand, which again, definitely not me and just like not a me thing at all. And so again, if I could do it differently, I would have brought my own oats. If I wanted to have oats, I would have brought my own like peanut butter or almond butter and that was just something that was like a little bit frustrating for me because I just did not feel prepared in that way because then I felt like I was really rushing to get ready and for me I'm usually someone who like likes to make sure that I have enough time to really like get ready make sure that I am feeling comfortable in like what I'm wearing and just like taking the time to really like get in the right headspace and I kind of just felt like I wasn't in the right headspace if I'm honest and I felt like I was just like my mind was just like rushing to get to the start and like in a hurry when like in reality I feel like I just wish that I 
had like taken in like you know I don't know like the day itself or the morning itself a bit more and like granted like we were located pretty close to the start so it wasn't that far of a walk but then you know you're walking to the start and suddenly it's like super crowded and really hard to get into that headspace and so I think in my head, I was just like, okay, I need to use the restroom. I need to change shoes. I need to, you know, hand off my bag to the steward and get myself to the start. There was a girl who said hi by the bathroom line, which is super, super nice. So that was really, that was like a nice moment because I think like I was so in my head and then it was really nice to see someone that like knew me or followed me and just like said hello and good luck. And because otherwise I was sort of on my own. My friend Allie and I were in different waves. And so I, I managed to get to the bathroom on time. I managed to drop my bag and at that point I was just like hoping to get to the start but then even when I was like in the wave waiting to start I then suddenly needed to pee again and so I made the last minute decision to actually like jump out like right when we were like coming up to like line up at the start line I just asked someone if I could like jump off and like use the restroom that was like just by the start really quickly so I like jumped off and out and I was literally like as I was going to the restroom I heard them like hit the horn in terms of like starting our wave and so like that was also again just like a lot of rushing in terms of like trying to finish up in the bathroom you know get myself back out and just like start the marathon and so like there was no really like build up for me in terms of like walking up getting in the right headspace and like you know really taking my time it just the entire start for me was like a very like just rushed feeling and so that wasn't really great and you know once I did get started I tried to like tell myself like okay like let's let's get into the right headspace you know we're starting slow we're not going to shoot off too fast and you know just making sure that I was like feeling okay I was wearing both my Apple Watch Ultra 2 and my Garmin 4Runner 935 but I've been told numerous times to lap my watch so I actually was lapping miles on my Apple Watch Ultra 2 because this sounds super stupid but I actually don't know how to lap on my Garmin which is something that I should probably try and figure out but anyways we move and so I ended up lapping every single mile on my Apple Watch Ultra 2 like I said and honestly for the first 10k I was feeling all right I was definitely going a lot faster than I was planning and because every single time I went to lap like the first few miles were like at least on my on my watch were saying like 740 something and then one was like 730 and then I I swear I saw like a 709 and I was like whoa okay we need to like rein it back. We need to calm down. But genuinely, I think one of the hardest things about these big marathon world majors is that like the crowds are insane and just like there is so much cheering and I was wearing my um, shocks. So my ears weren't necessarily covered. And so I like heard everything around me and I could hear everyone cheering. And I saw Gabriel and Alana like pretty early on. So it was really exciting. And yeah, if I'm honest, I just shot off way too quickly. And then unfortunately, like literally at 10k I felt something just like set off in my stomach and I was immediately just like well that's the oatmeal and like I saw I think I saw Gabriel and Alana again around mile 10 or 13 and like that point as well I was just like I started to also in addition to like the stomach problems just start to feel tired and I like you can see it in one of the clips that Gabriel took and it was like around he said it was either mile nine or mile 13 which sounds so early in the marathon but like it looked like I was at like mile 20 or 23 and it's a genuine depiction of like I went out too fast and then like the rest of the marathon I spent trying to like pick myself back up and like every mile was honestly so hard and just felt like it went on for ages and in my head, I was just like, where the F is the next mile marker? Because it was taking ages. And like, at one point, you're 
running along on like mile 22 and you can see everyone on mile 24 like running alongside you the other way and like that moment was just like oh my gosh I so wish I was them like I just wanted this to be over and there were so many points I think from like especially mile 16 on really for me even maybe mile 14 I just felt like I hit the wall and every mile was a huge struggle and I felt like I've personally just like physically felt like I was going so slow. I didn't feel good and like my whole like my legs felt heavy and it was just a huge struggle and I really wanted to stop. I remember at like mile 16 I was like I just want to stop like this is hard. This is like you know it's not going to plan. And I say that, but like I was looking at my hand and like whilst I didn't feel great, I was like kind of still keeping up to pace and my coach had given me times to write out on my hand in terms of what would bring me to around a 325. And so in my head, I was telling myself like try and stick with these times, but at the same time, like if you don't, like it's not the end of the world because technically like you have about like five minute buffer time. And I think like I was holding on for a good amount of the marathon, but the last few miles I completely bonked and it was horrible and you see it in my pacing as well because I go from around like an eight minute average to like an 8:30, and I even like at some at some miles I think like hit, almost hit nine which I know like isn't the worst thing in the world but like that was like genuinely why I ended up just like not getting a Boston qualifier and I think I knew it in this moment where I saw Gabriel near the finish and I think we still had about 800 meters to go but I remember hearing him and I turned around and I looked at him and it was this moment of like I just looked at him and I think I gave him this look of like I know I'm not going to be cute I know I didn't get it and at that point I was just wanting to finish and every step hurt and everything hurt and it just really was such a huge struggle and like the crowds were great don't get me wrong but I think in terms of like you know the fact that I had stomach problems, the fact that I was just, I went out too fast, I wasn't feeling great, but also the fact that I, and I don't want to use this as an excuse, but like I was technically in corral f which was for the 345 to 4 hour mark in terms of time so at no point did i see a 330 pacer and i feel like that would have been a huge help for a marathon like that where i'm really struggling i have no idea what my time is like because chicago has so many tall buildings so like everyone's watches off and i think like i'm happy that like as i'm getting faster i'm hoping that i can just get into like faster starting waves to give me a better shot of like getting faster times and again like I don't want that I don't want to by any means use that as an excuse as to why I didn't BQ like I know why I didn't BQ like you know it just wasn't my race and whilst people are telling me like you know it's really great that you were still able to hold on for like 20 miles despite having stomach problems because like genuinely while even though I was having stomach problems like I I think the biggest struggle was like realizing that I still had to fuel and I still had to like fuel myself to keep going because like I was feeling so tired and so lethargic that like I was like honestly playing like stomach tennis if I could put that if that even makes sense of like you know trying to find moments where I didn't feel like I was literally going to if I'm honest poo myself and trying to like take down part of a gel and in the end I think I only ended up having about three and a half gels and I brought six and typically like my aim with marathons is always to take about six gels because you're technically meant to take a gel every 30 minutes or at least that's what my coach recommends and it just wasn't the case for me and And I think that that was like another huge, like, just like failing point for me in terms of like, I just wasn't.
wasn't fueling properly. I didn't take an, in enough fuel. And it was just really hard to take in fuel, like because my stomach was so sensitive in terms of like, I just felt like I was going to poo myself the entire time. And like people have asked and like commented and asked like, why didn't you just stop and use a port loo or, you, you know, use the bathroom? And for me, like, I've never been someone to stop and use the bathroom. And I know that that sounds super big headed of me, but like, because I knew that I was like already struggling, I think in my head, I knew like, if you stop at this point to like use the bathroom, like, you know, A, it's going to be really hard to like start again because my legs just felt really, really heavy. And I just genuinely felt that like, if I stopped and like started to like take off my clothes that were already really tight and like trying to put that back on was like going to take a while, going to the bathroom would take a while. And then just like trying to start again would take a while. And I was really fearful that I wouldn't be able to get back into pace, that I wouldn't, you know, get my BQ. And so, like, in my head, I was just like, I want to give myself the best shot possible of trying to get that BQ. And even then, like, my time in the end was 3.32.09, which I know is a super amazing, respectable time. But, like, in my head, I was just like, well, if you had gone to the bathroom, that probably would have been closer to 3.40, if I'm honest, like, given how I was feeling. So, for me, I've just never been someone who likes to stop because I know that, like, I, I, I just sort of know myself. And even when I'm doing, like, training runs, for example, and if I do, like, stop my watch to go to the bathroom, it is really hard for me to start again and, like, get the motivation to, like, push myself on unless I'm having a really great run where I'm feeling really amazing and having this amazing runner's high, which is not always the case. So for me, that was kind of just like personally why I didn't stop and use the restroom and everyone's different. But in terms of like crossing the finish line, being done, like that was... I mean, I I got my race day photos back and they look about how I was feeling. And also, I just want to say that like people all say that like Chicago is pancake flat and then there's this hill at the end right before the finish line. Um, Whilst they're right about the hill at the end, of, like by the finish line, they don't talk about the fact that there are loads of like little inclines and declines throughout the race. So that was also really hard. But at the same time, it kind of made it so that that last hill at the end didn't feel like very much but I was definitely expecting like pancake flat and I'm you know I'm not trying to complain but I'm just saying like it wasn't you know perfectly flat like everyone said in my opinion and so yeah I don't know I crossed the finish line and I was just so glad to be done but even like running up they have like different waves and like the official times on the finish line so I could see like running up to the finish line that I did not BQ and so I just already knew it and I was just like trying to get myself like the fastest time possible which like still shave 10 minutes off my time from Manchester which is a really amazing like achievement and I know that you know I'm not far off from Boston qualifying I know that that dream is not over but like in that moment it just felt like a thank god this is over but like b it was just like all of the voices in my head that was that told me that I couldn't be q that told me that that dream was too big starting to creep in again and telling me like you know this was too big of a dream this was too big to go for and I remember when I even started marathon training and starting this training block for Chicago, like even though my coach even told me like she was like, I think it's 100% a possibility and like I think that you can do it. I think that you can be Q. I think for me, and I've said it countless times, like I never thought that I would be aiming for a BQ this early on in my running career. And like I say early on and I'm like three years in, but like it just felt like such a big jump to me personally. And I know that I shaved with Manchester, I shaved 28 minutes off from 
my previous time, but like that was not planned by any means. And I think, you know, I, I just, I still struggle from time to time and I want to be open and honest about that. And I also wanted to be open and honest about that on social media, maybe a little bit too honest, but I just immediately combusted into tears after finishing. And it was just really tough if I'm honest. Like I was just sort of like plodding along. Um, I was really grateful to be be wearing very big sunglasses because yeah, I was crying a lot. It was a lot of crying and I got my medal. I got a little like thing that wraps around you. I forget what they're called, but like I took video at both because I wanted to get that. But also at the same time, I was crying hysterically and it was just really tough. And what was really tough for me was like the moment that I saw my dad, you know, once you kind of finish walking along everything and you start to see like, you know, people's friends and families. And the first person that I saw was my dad. And it was really hard because I walked up to this fence of people that were waiting to see their runners that had just run the marathon. And he walked, he, made his way up to the front and I just had this moment of like I just started like just I lost it and I get emotional thinking about this because he came to watch my seventh marathon and he also watched my first marathon and at the finish line of my first marathon my trail marathon in Oregon shoot <laughs> I I was like crying into his arms after I finished my first trail marathon but it was like happy tears and like both of us were crying because he was so proud of me and I was so proud of myself and it was like just complete happy tears but Chicago was the complete opposite and it was just ugly tears and it was just ugly crying and I was just like I was so happy that everything was so loud because I was just like like you know when it just like it's that ugly crying that came from the cups from like deep within that I was like saving for when I was back at the hotel but it just came out like you know when you hug your dad and you're just like he's the first person that you see and like he was telling me like you know you, you did amazing like that's still such a great time like all this really positive stuff but I don't know like for me to be like what was basically like two minutes and ten seconds off of like the time that I was aiming for is really frustrating and I know that like when you compare that to like the grand scheme of a marathon and like how much faster I would have had to go technically per mile it just you know I think I'm just I was really hard on myself that day and in the moment and I think that that was hard for me and I'm really glad that I think I saw my dad first before I saw like Gabriel or Alana or my friend Ali and like I have cried to Gabriel a lot of times. He's seen me really emotional with running, but I feel like there really is nothing more like hugging your dad and just like letting all of the emotions from the race like basically come out in that moment. And we eventually found Gabriel and Alana and Allie and we made our way back to the hotel. And I was so proud of my friend Allie and I want to give her a shout out on the podcast because she got the most massive PB of like, the, it was only her second marathon and she like PB'd way over like I think like 30 35 minutes and she made sub four and got 351 I think and it was incredible because she was one of the friends that came and watched me run Paris Marathon and was like literally running alongside me and like after Paris Marathon she came to me and she was like Liz like I want to run a marathon and like you know you've inspired me and I know that like you know you guys have messaged me before and telling me about your stories with running and like how my story has in some way shape or form inspired you and I think that like that like means a lot to me that means a lot to me but at the same time like you know I never want to stop being genuine about this journey and when I look back at 2023 and the year of races that I've had it's been nothing but incredible a massive roller coaster of a lot of highs and I wanted to share the low 
that I felt that day because I want to share that like the reality is like you will never you're not always going to have your like dream race you're not always going to feel on top of the world after a race and that's okay and in the days following like I've really been reflecting and I've really been able to like look at it a lot more positively and like you know even to be like running in the 330 range of a marathon is like really crazy to me and I know that I will be cute in 2024 for like and I know that like it will feel like so much like more amazing than it would have felt at Chicago and I know that like the training that I've put in this year alone has been probably the most that I've put into running and even this training block alone I've never worked harder and I just I can't wait to see like what I can do next year but I think it'll never it'll never continue to amaze me how many people really care about my journey, really care about my running and like, yes, share like in their journeys, but also reach out and like literally will say like, you know, I know that I'm just a stranger on the internet, but like I care about you and I want you to know that like I'm proud of you. And I know that like not everyone is going to have people for them there spectating on the day of a race day or a marathon. But, you know, despite all of the emotions that a marathon can bring, I hope that you also can find it in yourself to be proud of yourself because as I have been continually reminded in the few days since the marathon, running a marathon is no small feat. It is something that only like 1% or like 0.1% or something crazy statistic of the world will ever do. And the fact that like that you and I have the ability to run a marathon, that we are healthy enough, that we are fit enough, that is something that like we should never take for granted. That is something that is a massive privilege that we may, may not have one day. And so I am really trying to be reflective in that sense and really look at it from that way. But I just again wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone who reached out because it really meant a lot and I know that I didn't respond in the moment per se but I have since been going back and responding to comments because it really has meant the world to see just like what this community has like done and like you know because I feel like a lot of my races have been quite positive and this was like the first one where to me it was quite negative and I know that it is positive I got a 10 minute pb and it was really great but I think it just goes to show how incredible a community can be and the way that they show up for you and I also just want to give a massive shout out to like you know my family to my to my dad who came to Gabriel who has been to literally every single race this year with me and you know come and captured it so incredibly it honestly means so much to be able to look back at these races and just be able to reflect on like how far I've come since the injury especially and I think it's just it is one of the coolest things that I will never take for granted that I have like the sickest videos to be able to look back at and like know exactly how I felt in that race day like see different moments for my race like that's not something that like you know everyone gets and so I am like eternally grateful to him and you know it was his first trip to the U.S. as well so it was super fun and we had a lot of fun memories but also like it was just obviously a lot because it was two and a half weeks in the U.S. but yeah and like to my friends Allie and Alana who you know traveled Allie who raced like you know it really means the world to be able to take on my seventh marathon with some of my like you know, closest friends, family, loved ones around me and having like the best support system there possible. And yeah, again, just like a big thank you to everyone who reached out. It really meant the world. And I will be creating a lot more recap videos to come. But until then, we are done with racing for the year. 
happily and very, I'm feeling very, very grateful for that because I've not taken a break from racing in the past like two years. I've always had this fear that I'm going to feel like, you know, what I'm feeling now in, t- in terms of like post-marathon blues, not only in terms of like in relation to Chicago Marathon, but just that I don't have anything technically lined up or registered for in the future, which like I know like I will have things in the pipeline. I know that I do have things in the pipeline, but they're not necessarily like at the top of my mind right now. Right now I'm focusing on taking, first of all, a full 10 day days of rest which is has been amazing in terms of like just sleeping in more making sure that I'm still fueling properly there is something to be said about like the fact that you are so hungry the week after a marathon and I've been really paying attention to those hunger cues and like feeding into those hunger cues quite literally and yeah I'm just going to be focusing on recovering and just like I think that the rest of this year will probably look more like like light lighter running mixed in with gym swim maybe some hiking and trail running I don't know I think it's just going to be a little more relaxed because I've had a very intense year of two marathons a few half marathons and a 10k so I definitely am ready to rest for a little bit but then I will be very excited to get into training again very soon because I know that 2024 will hold a lot of really exciting things and so definitely stay tuned but again thank you to this community from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for always being there with me and for me and for always helping me find the resiliency in running. I know that that was so cheesy and I'm now going to shut up and close out this podcast episode, but thank you. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. If I mentioned any resources or links in the episode, they will be linked in the show notes of the episode. And if you ever want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on social media, and those will also be linked in the show notes of the episode. But I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you and see you in the next one.